and people. Welcome to a Eurocentric edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, and leader of the Roman people, Marcus Aurelius, joined by... Um, uh, uh, it's just the dude, man. Mm, or indeed. The dude? The dude. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. Mm, indeed. That's what I call adherence to a gimmick, my friend. <laughs> so... If you joined us last week, you'll know by now. We spun a wheel. We made the deal. It's a legendary deal. As we look at, bam, European exclusive games. European exclusives, dude. Now, listen, I don't know what your uh, the extent of your game playing time is, but let's talk about it for a moment here. Uh, European exclusive games, why do they happen? It's a good uh, question to ask. Why would you go to the bother of making a game uh, to only release it in a European market? Your thoughts? Uh, you don't think it's going to sell anywhere else. But still. They have their own taste in game. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess some of it could be that it would, the uh, the, mar the game is based on something that wouldn't be popular in other areas. Yeah. <clears throat> like the Asterix games. Like over here, Asterix isn't a thing. Like I never heard of Asterix yeah. until I started getting into retro gaming. But that's a good example of a game. Uh, that wouldn't fly over here. But, I mean, still, to me, it seems like you spent all that money to get well, the game ready. it's also, to to cross cross the pond, it takes money. It takes a lot of money. If you don't think your game is going to be particularly successful, or if it's a subject, subject matter that might be offensive to, to uh, other regions, yeah, why go through the expense? Well, I guess I, I suppose you're correct. You know, I wonder how much of it goes into the fact that there's the, of the PAL thing. Maybe that's Probably very little. <clears throat> yeah. I would think very little. You know, yeah. having done this show and, of course, uh, a few other shows that I may be involved in, I've played a lot of European exclusive games, but most of them were on European systems. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> today, we have picked a couple that are on what I would call systems of the world, as it were. But uh, do you have, when you think of a European uh, exclusive game, aside from the one you picked, like, did you go through some ideas? Well, sure. Like, bowling is universal, man. Right. Is so, it, but is it really? Do well, they bowl in Australia? Do they bowl in, like, Italy, for example, Rome? Do they bowl there? I, 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 I would assume. They've got that bowl, yeah. the French thing. The, you know, I was watching, I'm flipping through the channels the other day in my palace. And I come across the bowling championships, right? right? But it's not bowling; it's the gimmick where you go out in the yard with those little balls and roll. Oh yeah, you know the French thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've never seen that on TV before in the <laughs> states. So apparently, it's leaking over. Uh, uh, um, shoot, that has a name. It's called bowl bowling, and then B O U L something. I don't know. I digress. But, For example, if there was a game of that, it probably wouldn't do well here. It probably would not do well here. Something That's like right. Cricket uh, would probably do poorly here. I know they release Cricket <coughs> games quite often. Uh, probably a lot of soccer games, at least back in the day, in the retro day, where soccer wasn't as big a deal as it is now. They probably wouldn't fly too well either over here. Well, you've also got, you know, games, historic games that are, are based on... Uh, just the region, the the region of the history, the history of the region. Sorry, okay, yeah, I was know what you're talking about there. How many of those white Russians have you drank today, then, dude? You know, a couple. Uh huh. Did you have any runners up this week before you picked the big dog? No. Uh, well, sorta. First of all, it's it's actually difficult to find European games that didn't come to America. On a system that was available in America, mm. it was very difficult. Mm. Um, but I, I, I looked at a few, and the the game I picked is actually infamous uh, for uh, a non game related topic. So that that's ultimately why I picked it well, because it had a good story. I mean, it fit the bill, and it also had a good story. I will. Uh... I'll, I'm going to get to my game first, but I'm going to talk about how I got to mine while we're here. And that is something that you saw a lot of, at least I did, in the European exclusive category, especially on a, a couple key systems. And these are games that were developed on uh, computers 
and were popular in Europe, but they, I guess they didn't think they had enough jack to make it over here. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, <clears throat> as we flip through these highlights here, if you're watching at home, some of these are Game Boy Advance games. And one of the games on here was a game that was very popular on the Amiga and in Europe called Speedball 2. In yep. fact, I bought a copy for the Amiga in the States. Yep. So clearly there was an audience for it. But it was a Game Boy Advance exclusive or Game Boy Color exclusive uh, because they didn't think it would go over here, which strikes me as odd. <clears throat> but that is a reoccurring theme. Games that came from computers or were popular that didn't make the, make the cut over here. Uh, and when I looked at things along those lines, I thought to myself, what game would would you like to see that maybe got augmented uh, on a machine that you've already played? And that's sort of how I came to my to pick the game I, that I ultimately picked. So All right. We'll go ahead and get into it here. So with that reasoning in mind, uh, I thought, you know, uh, you may not know this, uh, the Brent, but I've got a thing for the old, old Amiga computer. I love the Amiga <laughs> I've heard you talked about once or twice. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, there's a game that me and you both love in the arcade, right? And that game is a little game I like to call Silkworm. A great game is Silkworm. And yes. me and you played this before I knew anything about the Amiga. We were playing this, and we loved the Silkworm. Arca back in the arcade, even, yeah. You know, and uh, uh, Silkworm in the arcade, a great game where you have a two-player simultaneous play. It's a side-scrolling shooter. And one person plays a jeep, and one person plays a helicopter, and you go through the game, and it offers two unique experiences uh, in one nice package. It does, uh, yes. And so uh, this game was ported to home systems, and the premier port, I'd say, without doubt, would be the Amiga port, a tremendous port. Yeah. I mean, almost, I don't want the word arcade perfect gets thrown around, but it was right, it was in the wheelhouse. Having played them both, a beautiful game. And so, uh, it was a popular release on the Amiga. And, of course, you would think to yourself, well, hey, let's see what we can do in terms of getting some sequel action. Now, Swiv, which was released on the Amiga, is not a true sequel. Uh, in fact, there was no true sequel for, uh, the, for Silkworm, but... The guys that worked on Silkworm worked on Swiv, and they also included many, many elements of the game into Swiv. The difference being where uh, Silkworm was a uh, scrolling right uh, uh, shooter. Horizontal. Swiv was yeah. a uh, uh, vertical shooter. So it changed the dynamic, particularly when you're playing the G. Well, it's really playing changed all across the board. Yeah, It's no, a different yeah. dynamic. Absolutely. But it, they pulled it off, and they captured a lot of what made... Silkworm, a fun game, and yep. so I had, and, and we both have also played Swiv and enjoyed it. And I like, I, I think I like Silkworm a little more, but I do like Swiv, and Swiv updates Silkworm in a lot of ways, uh, graphically and whatnot. And so, uh, when it was time for me to choose a game, the the my reasoning was I'd not heard about. I'd actually there were a, a game I was going to pick before this was the. the uh, a Genesis release of Slap Fight, which is a game we call Alcon, but we played Slap Fight on another machine once, and also it wasn't European exclusive. I was disappointed, and so I thought, well, what can I do that falls in a line with something I've played that I want to try? And so what I what I stumbled upon was a game called Mega Swiv uh, for the Mega Drive, uh, developed by SCI Games Limited and. Uh, Published by Time Warner Interactive, of, yes. all, of all people, uh, Brent. Now they didn't do, they didn't do a lot for the system, but they, they did, did not. In they fact, did this. here's what they the, uh, mm -hmm. SCI Games only developed two other uh, games on the Mega Drive, and that was that was a game called Mister Tough, which that sounds very European, and then a game I think based on the film called The Lawnmower Man. Just a sidebar on that. I remember seeing a Lawnmower Man. It had those incredible computer graphics in it. Uh, which is what made them really made. The oh movie. yeah, that's yeah. I never liked the movie all that. No, much. It was garbage. And all the video games for it were the worst. <laughs> They're thing all ever, garbage. Ever perpetrated on the system. So yeah. not a great, uh, not a great back catalog for SCI. Uh, with all that said, some people uh, may in fact think to themselves, "Wait a minute, uh, Almighty Marcus Aurelius, uh, I've played this game in America, jerk." You might be right, but. 
you didn't play it on a Mega Drive, you would have played the SNES equivalent of this game, which was called Firepower 2000. 2000! That makes it sound cool. Uh, the Super Nintendo had a version of this game. It's not identical. There are actually several different uh, several differences, which we'll get into. But that's one way you could have played this in the States, but you didn't play this version on this machine. Now, before we get into the game proper, better name, Mega Mega Swiv or Firepower 2000? They're both crap. <laughs> Fair enough. But it was on a Mega Drive. So you can at least give it now, that. Well, Swiv is a, is really stupid. Well, and Swiv has meaning, my friend. Oh, dear dude. Let's, I, I, let's I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware that it's an acronym, man. Yeah. But it's still dumb. Well, I, <laughs> well, I can't argue with you on that. So I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, just... uh, 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 there you go. So uh, to finish up the flavor text on this, uh, the uh, programming one, this was done by Ken Murphitt. Uh, who uh, worked on Swiv, by the way. What are you, what's so funny about Murphy? Uh He also did, uh, remember the old Midnight Club game? Who knew that the guy that worked on Swiv worked on a Midnight Club? Not me. <laughs> he also worked on Jimmy White, too. If you're a Jimmy White fan. Love this snooker. He also worked on Lawnmower Man and Mr. Tough. And the artist he used in this was Ned Langman. This was his uh, partner's co-conspirator. Ned worked on Silkworm. So there you go. He also worked on Swift. He also worked on Rodland, uh, Double Dragon Three. So a lot of them. There's a good Amiga pedigree there. Uh, uh, so and the composer of the music was David Whitaker, another one of our favorites that we hear about all the time uh, from back in the day. So you know, most people don't realize that these shooters have plots, and this one's got one. By the way, uh, get this plot, the Brent. I bet you don't know. Have no idea what the plot is on this, do you? Yeah. You know the plot? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to read it for everyone that doesn't know it. Oh, okay. Tests of prototype military airships near Bermuda end in disaster as the airships vanish. Not good. In reality, an underground race captured the airships that are using their technology to build a new, unstoppable army powered by computer drones. Sound familiar? <laughs> it's like a glimpse into the present. <laughs> An army that's no nation's army can match, and it's up to the players to stop it. You're going to be controlling Mega Swift 1 and Mega Swift 2. Mega Swift 1 is the helicopter, and Mega Swift 2 is the Jeep. They've got their own name. <laughs> Do you know what Swift stands for? Here's the big quiz. Oh, man. You don't know. I looked it up, but I can't remember now. It stands for Special Weapons Intercept Vehicle. Intercept. That was what it was. It seems was. like you wouldn't want to intercept <laughs> no. it, but that's, that's just me. Um... I mentioned that this game was also released on the Super Nintendo-ish, right? Uh, when the first, one thing you'll notice is when you start this game is they start differently. The very first level is a Mega Drive exclusive level. Oh. In case you didn't know that. I did not know that. I don't think it's... The, it's not the best level, but it is an exclusive it's level. Good. It's good. Uh, you will pick one or two players. Now, the menu system on this is goofy. Garbage. Yeah. Uh, if when you start the game, you've got your Genesis Control in your hand or your Mega Drive, if you will... If you hit A, B, or C, you will go to a menu section that will allow you to, among other things, remap the three buttons, which I appreciated, and add an extra player uh, to that at that point. <clears throat> and then you can start playing. As far as I can tell, one when you add an extra player, you've got to you've got to decide who's controlling what controller. Because I couldn't get one controller to control both vehicles. I had to use yeah. the other controller. Which is also dumb. Yes. So if I'm by myself holding the player one joystick and I want to play the Jeep, I've got to put that joystick down, get the player two stick, then add myself. It's dumb. Yeah. So that was dumb. I do like the idea that you can remap the buttons. Well, no, you helpful. can you can select the Jeep. I couldn't get the Jeep to play on the one player. I had to literally grab the other stick to do it. Um, anyway, once you start the game, uh, you are, your vehicle fires up now. Uh, as Brent knows, I almost exclusively play the helicopter, but I yeah. did try both in this game to see how they felt. Uh, how does this thing work? Well, you drive your vehicle or plane up the screen, and you are shooting and attacking ground and air targets. It's a variety of targets, everything from tanks to enemy uh, aircraft like helicopters and jets to floating drones. Uh, to uh, ground-based mega guns. There's all sorts of different stuff you're going to fight. And you're also going to fight this thing 
through a variety of levels. I believe there are seven levels in this, each level ending in a boss uh, fight. Uh, some of the boss fights, they range from eh to pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the I'd say the very first boss fight, it's one of the more clever boss fights I've ever seen. I don't know if you got that far. Did you did you get oh. past the first boss? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, what did yeah. you think about the first boss? You have to line up. Once you blow the cover off this building or whatever, you have to line up these uh, plungers by p shooting them to the top. You have to get all the plungers, four of them, I believe, up to the top before it'll explode, which means you have to keep working them because they slide back down. I thought that was real clever. I've well, never seen one like that before. It, it all depends on what gun you're using. Yeah, and, <laughs> and which we're going to get to. So your main bullet... It's not so hard depending on your gun choice. Your main your main weapon in this is a... Uh, is what, it's called a needle gun, but that's just straight-up bullet. You've also got a flamethrower, a plasma gun, a laser, or as you get later on, you get this thing called the ionic uh, gun. Uh, the uh, And a laser also comes a little bit later. These guns, you can freely switch between your weapons, which this is a departure uh, from the uh, from Swiv. It took me a little while to get used to this because I just wasn't used to having the ability to switch guns. And you think to yourself, eh, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it actually makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, I really, really liked, of all guns, I liked the flamethrower uh, until I got uh, uh, an upgrade to my spread shot. I think there's the plasma. That gives you a wider arc of shooting. Yeah. But, I mean, and different weapons will do different amounts of damage as you go through the game. That's so one of your buttons is a fire, one of your buttons is a switch weapons, and one of your buttons uses, like, your uh, special weapon. Yeah. All right? The special weapons are, uh, when you pick them up, There's at the bottom of the screen, you have a line of, of stuff down there. And each, I think you've got 12 slots to hold special weapons. So when you pick them up, they they accumulate down here until you're full up. Uh, you can get H. H is stand for homing bullets. X fires a single batch of straight missiles. And X or S triggers an expanding ring of fire. So and this is a game where you get three <coughs> separate super weapons that you can sort of control what you're holding in your arsenal. This, I thought, was real clever, actually. Yeah. Again, this is not something I was used to. It took a little while for me to get used to having all those weapons and also to figure out exactly what I was doing because you don't expect the game to let you have that much jack. You yeah. know? And these things liberally fall. So, I mean, you can get pretty much, you can get pretty stoked up uh, with, with the special weapons. And when you add that to your other weapon, you got something. Now, you can run through them quickly. Don't get me wrong. And there are, this is a target-rich environment. Uh, and so you're not going to have any trouble finding stuff to shoot with them. But I, I enjoyed that aspect of the game. Uh, I thought that I thought that part was a lot of uh, a lot of fun, and and adding the different weapons adds a lot to a game that I w I'm not going to say this game is uh, I'd say it's above average in terms of what you're after. And there are some clever bits at the bottom. I would still rate this if this I can't help but compare it to something like Alcon and I, or like Raiden, and I would put this game beneath both those in terms of. The, what you're shooting and uh, on the ground and stuff, but it's still fun. And one thing it has over a game like uh, Raiden, for example, is that is those different super weapons that give you a little dimension there that you don't normally get. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. And I'm sorry, but it's wrong. Well, I'll get to you in a second there, LaBal. So on top of that, let's. I want to talk about the graphics themselves. Of course, you've got. Uh, You've got several different levels in the game, and they're pretty much what you would expect to find in a game like this. Uh, you've got levels where you're over water. You've got levels where you're in the desert. Uh, you've got de levels where you're over volcanoes. Uh, and they're pretty well done. I had a look at this versus the uh, Amiga version of Swiv. I would say the graphics in some areas are better and some areas are worse. <clears throat> Uh, but overall, I thought it was fairly pleasing. If you compare this to uh, Firepower to 2000, I think what you get on the, with the Firepower 2000 is a little sharper image, if I'm honest, on the Super Nintendo. There's a lot of rumor or speculation that uh, Mega Swift wasn't completely finished when it got released. Like they just stuck, stuck it out there when it wasn't quite tightened up. I don't know if I'd go that far. I'd say it felt fairly tight to me, but I could see if you compare it to the Super Nintendo version, 
it it's not quite as sharp. It's not quite. The, I will say the music is also nowhere near as good as the uh, Super Nintendo version. I'll, but with that said, the tunes are very arcadey. Yeah, they're almost like I'd say the Amiga has better sound effects, for example. But I thought the music on this was okay. It wasn't. But I thought it was. It did get you in the frame of mind like you were playing an arcade game. Well, uh, which, which is which is sort of what the you're doing. Mega Drive. I, has a very unique sound anyway. Yeah. And I don't think they necessarily push the limits. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends. Something else you'll notice as you shoot stuff is that uh, these, like, stars will pop out. Uh, you can collect these stars. They're worth um, 100 points. And at the end of the stage, they're worth bonus points when you get them. And one thing I thought was interesting in this is that when you blow up stuff that creates those stars, that starts slide around, and you think they're going to slide around the screen, but they linger for uh, uh, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like you should be able to get them. You, you don't have to hurry. You don't yeah. have to hurry. You know, you should you should be able to get get the things uh, uh, because they they just ha- they kind of hang out. Uh, now, let's talk about the uh, the two different vehicles. The helicopter controls just pretty much like you would expect it to. <clears throat> I found the movement on this. It's it's I would say it's substantially quicker than the Amiga version, uh, but it's uh it's I would say it's a little herky jerky, it's a little bit. It's not like what I would call super smooth. I thought the uh, Super Nintendo's uh, version was a little smoother. Yeah, in terms of yeah. It, it, the frame rate's probably about twenty five. The Jeep is way different. Uh, in the in the, uh, apparently in, in, and I didn't try the Jeep in the, in Firefly two thousand, but apparently in that one you can jump with the Jeep, and in this one you can. Hmm. Uh, the Jeep, I mean, the Jeep in this is radically different than what I've controlled in the past. You're a big Jeep guy, so this must have been quite an experience for you. This thing moves around like, uh, like it's, it's almost reminds me, it reminds me of moving a mouse cursor around the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's real wacky, uh, and the way it works. Uh, I, it, I played the Jeep some just so I could said I'd say I did, but man, it was it was hard. Was it harder than it was in Soulcorm? I'd say yes. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of just because the control so well, there's weird. Also a, there's a lot of ground targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got thinking that chopper. You can just fly over walls and crap and this. You just gotta. You can't. You know, you've got to be careful where you're at all the time. Uh, they both pretty much get the same you know elements, but the, like I said, the jeep the jeep's definitely for your more advanced player. There's a level in here. I think it's like level five where you both. Stop playing helicopters and jeeps, and both play jets. Yeah, I didn't get this far, uh, but I, you know, saw footage of it. We're looking at footage of it now, where you both play the the jets. I think that's kind of a nice breakup. Yeah, you know, it also breaks up the levels a little bit. Although I mean, the, it, it, it plays exactly like the uh, helicopter. Right. If you're I'm, in the jeep, it's a huge difference. Well, but. and also it's like uh, they they're probably like by then the jeep guy would probably be having a heart attack uh, by at that point because it'd be so difficult uh, to get there. Uh, overall, you know, this is a game when I first started playing it. I'll be honest, with you, I wasn't super fond of it, but I got into it. It grew on me, if I'm, to be honest with you. And I ended up enjoying my time with it. I actually played this quite a bit. It's the perfect game. To, now, I will say this. I almost forgot something very important. Uh, you get no health in this. So, one shot and you're done. This isn't a game where you you can take a hit or two. You die. And so you can get to points where you're cruising along and you get killed. I believe you get an extra manager every 50,000 points, I believe. It's pretty generous. Uh, but still, you can go through your men pretty quick. Well, that said, as someone who's not great at these games, uh, like myself, I managed to get well into the to the second level of this without having to do any cheating or anything. Uh, and I felt pretty good about it, especially given uh, me just getting to play it for the week. Uh, I liked it. I liked the feel of it. I wish it was smoother. I think I hate to say this, but I think the probably the uh, the Super Nintendo version is better. To you know, it more feels more comfortable to play. Uh, but uh, uh, you can't. You can do worse than Mega Swiv on the Mega Drive. What were your thoughts on this one? This game's amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. No. Straight up, this game's amazing. Yeah. A few things you didn't mention. You can power up your weapon. Each weapon has its own icon. And when you pick it up, you can go up to level 9. When you die, you don't go all the way back to zero. You just go back one level. 
So dying yeah. doesn't mean end of the world. You know, a lot of these games, if you don't have your power-ups, if you can't play it in one man, uh, you're screwed because you have to have those power-ups. In this, they go back one level, which can hurt. It's punishing, and that's fine. There's no wrong with punishing the player for, for dying, but it's not so punishing that you feel like the game is over. Like you look at your other weapons. Well, yeah, but they all go back a level two. Uh, so it's interesting. It's an interesting play mechanic that I personally uh, uh, enjoyed a lot. Also, the the weapons are varied enough that you will want to switch from time to time. I'm sure you're going to have a favorite. Mine was the plasma. Because it gave a little bit of spread, it shot down some bullets, um, but it didn't. <clears throat> it didn't have the oomph of like the flamethrower. Um, also, you might be using your plasma gun, right? And then you get a power up for the bullets, four power ups maybe, and then you're gonna want to switch to the bullets because it's just a better gun. So the game gives you reasons to use other weapons besides just your favorite. That's a that's a, a hard thing to program for, and they did a really good job. Did you find job. yourself switching a lot? Absolutely. I did, too. Yeah. I mean, there was some stuff. Early on, it was all flamethrower, but once I started juicing up my other stuff, I would swap to them, because some weapons you want to use on, like, bigger targets, too. Yeah. Um, an, another thing is you can pick up a shield, and much like Silkworm, if you shoot the shield, it will explode and kill everything on the screen. Yeah. Or if you have a shield and run into another shield. Uh that is, and the effect for that is awesome. The screen goes like reverse negative image, yeah. and it's just this flash. It makes it's really noise. nice. The, yeah, the Amiga version has a better noise, but the effect on the on the Mega Drive is great. It yeah. really looks cool. Um, what's another thing you forgot? Oh, that you get so many special weapons that you don't feel like you just have to hoard them for the boss. Yeah, there are things that you can use, and some of them are completely worthless against the boss. Uh, there's stuff that you can use throughout the level to advance to the boss, not just save and, and spam them all at the boss. The the main difference, the way the helicopter and the jeep play differently, the helicopter always faces forward um, and obviously flies over land targets. The jeep, you can lock shooting uh, left or right, or at a 45 degree angle, and then almost strafe. Like, so you could be sh pointing to the left and moving to the right. How often did you use that? Did no, you, uh, um, I mean, that, my problem with that is, is you would get up, stuff would come up that you didn't have a gun named toward, and then you're gonna hurry and reconfigure everything real quick. And it's, it, I didn't have the, I don't have the skill to be honest well, with you. Well, the, the Jeep is, is no question harder. However, the, the 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 boon the benefit of the jeep is you don't have to dodge air targets uh, helicopters and planes and stuff of which are plentiful uh, pretty much the main enemy of the game are all airborne they fly over top of you so sprite collision doesn't cause destruction unlike if you're in the helicopter and another plane hits you you die so I thought that was very unique there's also little touches in this game that if you're not paying attention, you won't notice. For an example, there's one part where there's a train going uh, across the screen. If you shoot the engine, you can destroy the entire train, but if you shoot just the engine, the train will, will start slowing down and eventually stop, right? Because, you know, there's nothing pulling the train now. So it rolls a little bit, and then it starts slowing down, and then it stops. Little tidbits, little additions like that show that they care about this game. Yeah. They they cared about making this game. It's funny because Silkworm had similar little tiny, like you would see planes in the background yeah. or coming, and it, which I always thought was cool. So they, it's funny how they carried the legacy of Swiv or of Silkworm forward, including the, uh, like you said, the shields, the explosion. The one thing I didn't see any of in here, maybe they appear somewhere later in the game, are the goose ships. They've been in all. They, they they were in Swiv on the Amiga. I didn't see the go, the goose ship. Um, from I I think I saw representations of them, but yeah. no no exact copies. Um, <coughs> you can play this two player simultaneous, where one is in the jeep and one is in the helicopter. Yeah. Uh, and, and from the accounts I saw, that is 
the way to play, yeah. apparently. We haven't got to play this game together before. No. So that'll be fun to try. That, that's a thanks for giving thing yeah, right absolutely. there. Um, the game is hard, but not punishing. Right. The screen, although it, it scrolls vertically, it has horizontal movement. You can move the screen about 25% either way from yep. center. And the reason why that's important is your power-ups are all in like uh, little buildings. And when you blow up the building, it, it fills the screen with power-ups. Uh, a lot of those aren't found on the center. You have to scroll to the left or scroll to the right to find them. Perfect, perfect for replayability because you start learning the levels. So this game literally ticks all the boxes. Yeah. It has replayability because you can start learning the stages. It has a perfect challenge, uh, balance of of challenge and uh, 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 a little bit of luck. It has the star collectibles are important because the extra men will help you get through the game better. Literally, literally, this is a ten out of ten game. This is a ten mm, out. Of, yes, it no, is. A, where no. does it fall flat? Well, I, I think I think it's a little jerky. Uh, again, it's, I don't think it's as smooth. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think that's fair. Uh, I don't think that the frame rate is low enough. Is the frame rate low? Yeah. But then again, we're used to playing NTSC, not PAL. Well, yeah, but that's not going to make it jerkier. Yes, it was. make it slower. Right. Listen, and it I've is. played good games in a Mega Drive that were not herky-jerky shit. Well, this isn't herky-jerky. It's a little jerky. Uh, no, let of, me tell you something who's a little jerky. No, it's right, off, you're sitting right over there. Secondly, like I said, I, I, I think the music could have been a little bit better. That's something that could have done a yes, little bit better. Yes, the music could have been better, but I don't think that's enough to you knock know, it off of the I will pen. say the additional level that you get is not what I would call the of the best level. It's, it's still it's better than nothing, but it's not, you know, eh, it's okay. Uh, I, you know, I, like I said, I thought it was, don't get me wrong, I think it's a good game. No. I, I, like, the, I like the power... I think the power-up system is pretty unique. It is. I can't help but compare this to a game like Alcon, and it stands up fairly well. Yeah, it's way well. it's better than Alcon. No, it's not better. It is. It's not because I don't the agree problem with, with Alcon is, and the as soon as you die, that's it. Just start the game over. There's no reason to continue. If you don't have your most powered-up ship at some point in the mid levels. That's it. The game's over. I think, uh, you get one life in Alcon. Well, this isn't one a, life. This isn't a comparison with Alcon, but they remind me of each other. And Swiv did as well. I would say, if you have you you've played Swiv on the Amiga, do you think this is a better game or uh, not not as good? I don't remember it well. I don't remember it well enough to make. A comparison. I'd say you know it's funny because they ported Battlezone to the. I think Battlezone is an exclusive too, by the way, uh, or not Battlezone, but uh, uh, Battle Squadron, which is another Amiga shooter. Uh, and uh, I thought it was a took a real step backwards on the on the Mega Drive, but I think this I think this is a, at the bare minimum a, a move forward. It's certainly quicker, you know. I don't think it's as pretty. It doesn't sound as good, but it's 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 still good. Overall, I thought this was a, a pretty fun game. I was pretty impressed. Uh, I did get some reviews for it. Uh, if you're interested, uh, the brand because this one actually, believe it or not, there were actual factual reviews put out for this. So, uh, Power Unlimited gave it a 73, uh, Mean Machines a 66, Playtime a 60, Sega16.com uh, a 60, Megafun a 59, and Video Games Magazine a 52. Let me tell you something. These are low <clears throat> scores. Let me tell you something. I guarantee, I guarantee those scores are because the check didn't clear. No, I, no, yes, no, no. You those gotta, are insanely well, you, low this scores. This came out in '94. There was we'd have to look at what was what was the feeling of what was going on in '94. It's a fun game, but these games maybe that you know I don't know what caused. I think these scores are low. I'm not. They're well, way I, I'll low. I'll give you that. Uh, if did, you don't want to give it a ten, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not going to give it. You a know 10. what? No. I would. I could understand if if the sound really bothers you. If the well, it sounds not bad. If, if the if the game not running at thirty frames per second, because I don't think it is. I think it's running at twenty four. Yeah, it's running. Uh, uh, if that's probably fine. If you give this game less than an eight, then I, I seriously question your uh, ability to critique video games because this literally has 
every I mean, if you don't do if you don't like shooters, okay, right? That's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to like shooters. Uh, uh, and, and if you don't like shooters, you're not. This is, game isn't going to change your mind. But for the game, what it is, it plays really well. It has incredible replayability. If you master the helicopter, go play the tank yeah. or, or the jeep. Yeah. You know what? It is like it a whole is different game. Literally too. a whole different yeah. game when you chase it. Uh, the menus are stupid, but they, they're if they work. It's all they're they're well, they're stupid. I mean, it's goofy, but it's not that bad. I, I, mean, I, I was so impressed with this game. I I played it. I, have I you could, heard of this one? No. Oh, good. I, I could consistently get to level four. Yeah. Which oh, is wow. halfway through the game. Wow. Was that with the helicopter? <coughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I couldn't. I, I didn't do well with the jeep. But to be fair, I didn't uh, uh, put forth the effort. To learn the Jeep because it's it is it's such a different com- did you, control scheme. Did you try the Super Nintendo Firepower no. Two Thousand? No. I'd be interested to try that out and give your opinions on which you think is more uh, a better game. Oh, probably almost certainly yeah. the Super Nintendo. Uh, but I, I think this is a, a pretty decent game. It's certainly better than a fifty-two or a, a fifty-nine. Uh, we did not get any uh, Discord action on this, which I, which is a shame. But if, you know, we had a weird shooting schedule this week. So if you get a chance, give this a whirl. It's funny, Paul Kitching in the chat said this looks like the uh, uh, cartoon version of the Amiga original. I, I had a similar thought. It's not as sharp as the Amiga original, but in its own way, it looks it looks pretty good. It's got some multiplanar scrolling at some points. Uh, it's it's fun. I think it's something you could get into. Uh, and, and like I said, it moves much quicker than the Amiga version. With uh, the visuals, just one little quick thing. Yeah. I was never in question in what was an enemy bullet, what was an enemy sprite, and what was a what was a pickup for the player. That was never a question yeah. at any point in the entire in my entire play. Which is completely different than your game, which we'll get to. Well, <laughs> and, and, and the reason why that's important is this game is not snappy fast. If you're looking for a bullet yeah. hell, yeah. this is not it. This is the kind of game I like <clears throat> because I can actually have success at it. This is a silkworm level yeah. of, of difficulty and playability. How do you like the progression of the Silkworm uh, into this sort of game? Are you cool with it? I mean, Absolutely. Like, now, you know there's a third game, uh, Swift 3D, which I, I, I seem like I've tried out and was not real pleased with. It's something to put on our list. I don't know. Have you tried that one? No. Yeah, so no. there you go. Um, just to close shop on this, I looked this up on eBay. Uh Loose, you can get a copy of the Mega Mega uh, Swiv for eleven bucks. If you want the box version, you're gonna pay thirty-two. Now, if you're looking to get this on the Super Nintendo uh, as Firepower Two Thousand, uh, Loose, you can get one for thirteen bucks. But the box, what I saw going for over ninety dollars. Of course, wow. box Super Nintendo games are you know kind of insane. Uh, so that that could be part of it. But anyway, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with that one and. Uh, I was. I, it's funny. I, when I started out, I was, I was ready to hate it, but I turned a corner. So well, and that's a good thing because yeah. it's a really good. Yeah, game. I enjoyed it. I'll play it again. We'll definitely get together on track. Absolutely. What do you? What did you bring to the table this week, Brent, for European exclusive? Yeah, we're not controversy. A little controversy. We're 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 not gonna we're not gonna beat around the bush. I played Game Over for the C sixty four. Game Over. Yeah. I'd actually I'd have heard of this, but only because of the box. And that is why I picked it. Uh, and, and not for yeah. the sexiness, oh, uh, although there is sexiness. But That's, but what what other reason would you pick it for the controversy? Oh, for the controversy. But the sexiness is the controversy. <clears throat> uh, this was released uh, on the Amstrad CPC, the Commodore sixty four, the MSX, the Thompson T O seven, and the ZX Spectrum. The Thompson got in there. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <clears throat> the this was uh, produced. By uh, dramatic, di- I'm sorry, dynamic software. Spelled stupidly. Uh, and it had a couple publishers. Uh, Image Software or Imagine Software is is who is uh, credited for the the release. But it also, jeez, uh, Aaron, can you remember the other people that put this out off yeah, the top Summit. of your head? Summit. Yeah, that was it's right there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, both, they released this game twice, um, and it wasn't like one company did one, one company did the other. It's this whole mishmash, screwed up thing, right? Uh, 
neither of these publishers publish stuff outside of Europe. But the game is available through catalog order in other parts of the world, but like not to, really. It sounds like you're trying to bypass your uh, your own confidence to me. Huh? Yeah, because there's people on the Discord said this sort of kind of got a release. Well, I, okay. Do you really want to go down that path, Aaron? Because I could destroy your game. No, you can't. Yeah. Mine was a European exclusive. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It, I guarantee it was sold. Uh, just because you slap yeah. another name on it doesn't mean it's not the same game. Anyway, give me a break. Anyway, uh, this is uh, it's a horrible game. <laughs> well, that's, you really took the steam out of that. Yeah, no, this is a horrible game. I'm going to go over the game first because it's the least interesting of the bunch. And then we'll get into the controversy of it. <clears throat> this is a platformer. Would you call this a puzzle platformer, Aaron, or just a platformer? I guess just a platformer, right? I wasn't that puzzled. I was uh, puzzled, Oh, no, right. I was puzzled, but not probably for the reason the game wanted me to be puzzled. I would call this a platformer. There okay. wasn't really a whole lot of puzzling going on. Uh, how far did you get? I saw the whole game. I okay. did not beat the whole game. Okay. There is a... Being repetitive is its job. There, there is a, a maze element to it, but I guess that's not really a puzzle. No. Um... You play as a guy, and you try to get to your friend, your lover. I'm not sure what the pixel art is supposed to be at the end, uh, but you're trying to rescue someone, and uh, uh, you're you're fighting the. Oh, I'm sorry. You're trying to rescue the queen, but the, the sprite at the end looks like a guy, um, <clears throat> and you Maybe are it's pretty Mercury. There you go. Uh, you have to break into this facility and, and rescue them, and then once you rescue them, you just jet out of the out of the world. You don't have to fight your way back out. Uh, One would wonder why didn't you just jet in? Uh, you know what? I, I don't want to get. I, I don't want to think about this game any more than I have to. the The graphics for this game are okay, with the exception of you have no idea what some things are. You destroy barrels uh, to uncover power-ups. Yeah. But sometimes the power-ups that you uncover will just kill you, and sometimes they won't. And to determine which is which is very difficult. Did you find that? I usually just jumped over the barrels, if I'm honest. Okay. Because I, I just like the heck with it. Of course, when you jump, sometimes you'll inadvertently jump over half the screen. <laughs> This guy's like the law. This guy should be in track and field. He's in the wrong game. Uh, the 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 platform in this game is abysmal. Abysmal. You have this floaty jump that will take you across half the screen, uh, and it wants you to land on little platforms. The the stationary <laughs> platforms wow. I didn't have an issue with. Yeah. But anything that moved, it just felt so wrong, and it was so difficult for me to get past. Well, I mean, I, I, exactly. I'm, I'm assuming they they were simulating like low gravity in space or whatever. I don't know the jumping. Listen, when I first started this game, I'm like, holy god, this guy's a super leaper. Uh, but with no run up or anything, he there's, just there's a there's a there's a certain charm. It's not a good charm, but it, once you figure out how the jumping works, you feel like you're in on the like you're you figured out the secret, I guess. So when you make it to a platform and stuff, you're like, yeah, I got this figured out because my guy jumps halfway across the screen. You have to to, to make one of those platforms that's like the first moving platform. You have to be totally on the other side of the screen and just say, oh, right, here we go. You may run Leap through stuff. There may be bullets. that matter. It just keeps on going and hope you hit those platforms. There's, there's a certain joy in it, I guess. A little joy. I'd say it was a lot of joy. Wow. So, the game in its entirety is about ten minutes long. Uh, and if you... The, Good luck beating it that quick. Well, I'm saying <laughs> to go through the game from beginning to end, if you're going to win, it's about 10 minutes long. Yeah. Which is is, is insulting to the player. Well, uh, 
And the only reason why it's even that long is the last stage is a maze. It's not a maze. It's one of those things where, like, the thing that you need to advance further could be in, like, one of four different places, and it's random, and there's no indication of which place it's at. So you just have to go to all the places until you find it. I yeah. hate that crap. I hate that garbage. So there's a few different environments. You have uh, like the, like inside of a spaceship, and you have an outside like forest area, and then you have like an outside of the facilities uh, type area. Yeah, it all plays the exact same. Your your biggest enemy in this game is pits where you're just going to fall down them and die. Yeah. Uh the it nothing feels good in this game. The jumping doesn't feel good. The shooting, you you shoot, you have two different fires. You either have your special weapon <coughs> which can be like this force wave that kills everything in some levels or it can be a grenade in some levels that it's worthless because the arc in it is as bad oh, the, as your the, jump. Oh, the grenade is like the shooting equivalent of the jumping. Yeah. Like you have, which is, again, it is sort of fulfilling when you shoot something with it. You're like, yeah, I did it. And then your other weapon is, is a pea shooter, which takes four or five shots on most enemies to do any actual damage and kill them. It's all so unsatisfying. It's so unsatisfying. And... Uh, I never, there, there's never a moment in this game where you feel comfortable. You have, there's some places where you have to get to elevators, right? Yeah. And to use the elevator, you have to walk onto the elevator, which sounds like a pretty basic concept. Yeah. But you have to stop so that your person is on the elevator, and your guy takes steps, and he, it, it's like he has a, a, a grid that he stops the one. But that's not true because you can turn and take like half steps. Yeah, or so, even look backwards. So to to line up to get into this elevator is really difficult most of the time. And it's frustratingly difficult, not fun difficult. So uh, you, you go through the levels, you have a health meter, and you can pick up different power-ups like invincibility or health regen. Uh, but I, I, I almost never died from damage. I always died from pits. Did you experience that as well? Oh, I died from damage sometimes. But, I mean, it depends on where you're at or how much you care. There's up to that. Enemies will just spawn on top of you at the edge of screens. Yeah. Oh, they'll shoot. They'll come in from behind when you, I mean, they, yeah, the enemies, the enemies' appearances suck. They, 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 they also suck. They, I thought the health bar was pretty generous. I will say that. It, it is. It is. And I think the health, um, uh, Power-ups are fairly well distributed. I mean, they're random, but they seem to pop up enough. But it, again, if you fall down a hole, that ain't going to help you. Uh, I had no fun with this game. I had no fun with this game. I was so... And, and what blows my mind is this was fairly well-received. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this was fairly well-received across the platform. Really? Yeah. Um, well, it also, it did well enough to get a sequel. I did see that. So. And it got ported everywhere, including, uh, uh, just for your edification, Brand. I don't know if you tried this version, but we did have a, I did stick the, the uh, MSX version on here. Uh, and I, I'm assuming the MSX version is a direct port of the Spectrum version. Because that's what, it, it looked very, very specky like So, Aaron, what do you think the MX, MSX version of the game got, score-wise? Uh... That's right, an 8 out of 10. Whoa, whoa. The Spectrum whoa. version got a uh, 7 out of 10. No, I'm sorry, yeah. the Spectrum version got an 8 out of 10. The Amstrad version got a, a 7 out of 10. Yeah. And the C64 version got a 7 out of 10. In some ways, the the MSX slash Spectrum version looks better. It looks like the guy's moving better. Uh, but, I mean, neither one of these guys... You know, Okay, I'm gonna let me I'm gonna comment on these real quick, right. if I may. All Absolutely, because right. I've played. You know, we play a lot of uh, games on some of these more simpler systems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game, it's not a good game. However, I can see the appeal, and I'll tell you what the appeals are. Number one, the tape loading screen, super sexy girl. Well, we're gonna get to that part. Right, so I'm just saying, skip I'm that for now. In there. Right. Secondly, 
It's an exploration game. You can go look around. Is it, though? It is. You can go... Listen, you've got free room, especially on the elevator level, to go look around. And so there's a feeling that sort of... You sort of get a feeling... Uh, it's the old... Uh, listen, I, some of these flip-screen games are fun for me just because of that aspect of it. The bosses aren't bad. I like the fat green dude on the on the forest level, but I also like the giant spaceman you have to fight, which there's a kind of... But I mean, the, so the boss, like the boss is the best part. Uh, the, everything else about it is not that good. The jumping is weird. The moving of the guy, he looks like he's, he almost looks like he's in a, a continual, uh, he looks like he's walking uphill every step, even though he's not. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, 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 it's not what I would call a, uh, uh, a particularly original concept. Just go forward, try to get to the end, and it's nothing really stood out as different to me. Uh, so is, is, am I going to give this thing a high score? No, I'm not. But I mean, is it the worst, most deplorable hunk of crap I've ever seen in my whole life? I would say no. It, I've, we've seen worse. Uh, but it, graphically, and it's just, it's real chunky. You know, I mean, the, the C64 is under service here. Oh, yes. You know, this is one of those games that probably looks and plays better on, on like the ZX. Because if you're not going to use the C64's uh, abilities even close to its utmost, then what are you doing? Then you're just screwing around at that point. And I, so there's something about the ZX uh, uh, graphics and the palette and the sharpness of what they do that, that gives it some advantages in some games. And I'd say this is probably one of them. That much I didn't play with the ZX, uh, so I can't back that up. Uh, but uh, overall, I, I played this way, way less than I played uh, Mega Swift. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Mega Swift got the majority of my time. Yeah. But I did give this thing the, the, the old uh, the, the college old try. try. Yeah. And it, it, like I said, it's not. You can play it. Once you understand how it plays, you can have some fun. How about that? We'll just go with that. But I didn't no, think it was. No, I had no fun. No, well, my fun equaled zero. Well, I. You know, it's not the worst. I, I'm not going to give this a zero. I think this is is a yeah. fair three out of ten game. Curtis also mentioned something. You're right. He says the earth tones that Boat loves so much are present, and that's the truth. This is a brown game on the outdoor level. I did think about Boat quite a bit as we were playing this. I was like, yeah, this is right up Boat's alley of hate. Well, uh, so let's now talk about the real reason why I picked this. So we both agree, game crap. Well, I think I hate, I hate it less than you, but yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the real reason why this game was picked. The cover art for the box is uh, great, infamous. It's great for its imagery, <laughs> and uh, this was a piece of artwork that originally appeared as a cover to the, to the uh, heavy metal. Uh, the cover of Heavy Metal issue uh, in May '84, uh, maybe that's where I Volume saw Eight, this. Number Two. I thought this looked familiar. I used to have a ton of Heavy Metal magazines, and uh, it was different because the the for those not looking at home or have not seen this before, the image is of a uh, scantily clad woman in the embrace of what would you call it, Aaron? A a Weird. Space Marine kind of holding her hostage. That's right. And uh, the reason why, <coughs> and she is is barely covered. Well, the original artwork, she's not covered at all. And they actually painted her her what little bit of an outfit she has onto her for the cover. So when this game showed up in retail stores, they were like. No, we're not putting that on the shelf. And this all happened in Europe. If this happened in America, the game would have never, never made it to a shelf, uh, just because our uh, sensitivity to such issues is way worse than than over in Europe. So they they said, "Listen, the only way we're going to let you put this game on our shelves is if you put a sticker." Over top of the exposed nipple of the of the woman, and it, it was sort of a a uh, insult to the art 
Because, I mean... Well, I mean, they knew what they were doing, though, didn't they? Well, so, here's what... So, they, they said, okay, fine, we're going to do that. And they took the uh, uh, the name of the developer and, and stuck a sticker on all the boxes. Well, not all of the boxes. Because there are plenty out there that didn't have a sticker put over top. <coughs> and, and it it had it was a it was a big controversy and what do you, when you have a big controversy then you get a lot of publicity right so there are a lot of stories out there that kids heard the controversy right Na- yeah. you know naked girl on box or well, now I've got to play this game oh yeah so it almost assuredly had a boon on sales just because of the controversy that was this box art. Um, and I saw more than a couple testimonials of people that said, listen, I bought this game for one reason, and it was the box. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the game was okay, but the box. <laughs> so, there you go. The 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 This is uh, one of the earlier... It's like Barbarian, except Barbarian had a good game. Yeah. This, had, <laughs> this had a bad game with a sexy box. Um, looking up things for this game, horrible. When you're looking up a game called Game Over... Yeah. yeah. So, I, I was unable... Dumb name. Yes. And it makes no sense... Every part of this is dumb. Yeah. Except yeah. for the hot chick. Well, I mean... No, that's it. That's the only non-dumb part. All right, fair enough then. Uh, I tried to find this on eBay because uh, I really would be interested to see what a box copy of this would go <laughs> yeah, for. Big money. But I could not find it. And uh, again, when you're searching for something called Game Over... Uh, Quotes are your friend. No, you can quote it up the wazoo. It's just not going to happen. So I, I unfortunately cannot give you a, a, a price... I'm sure these are out there. I bet it goes for a few bucks. I bet it does as well. Uh, now, you know, Aaron, you know something that is not a game over and is a I hit a hit for reasons outside of just their uh, magnificent bosom. That is oh, no. Retro Rewind. Oh, yes. RetroRewind.ca is what you're referring That's to. That's absolutely true, Aaron. They're not going to give you the big game over. They're going to power up your game and help you fix your systems, either doing it themselves or giving you the supplies to do it so that you, you can do it yourself. Absolutely. It's almost like the weaponry in Mega Swift. Frank has all these various tools at his disposal, and each tool fits the job in hand. I watched firsthand as Frank and his talented staff went to work on decapping and repairing a classic Commodore computers. And it's not like they just go in there with a uh, $3 Radio Shack soldering iron and a pair of pliers. These suckers are in there with top shelf equipment that I've never seen before. They're knocking caps out like that. They're putting really good, solid, brand new caps in there. And that's the way they'll handle your equipment if you send it up there. Do you need your Commodore system recapped? You need it repair done on your Coco or your Commodore? Send it up there. Your Amiga having a little issue with the reading discs or whatever? Send it up there. Now, if you're the kind of person that takes care of their own business, like I am, then you can have Frank provide you with parts that you'll need to repair your machine. He'll also provide you with diagnostic tools, a wealth of goodies at your disposal, accelerators, SD solutions, you can get it all from our good buddy Frank at RetroRewind.ca. That's RetroRewind.ca, Brent. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Frank also is a good guy on top of everything else to take care of you. The dude approves. There you go. Well, if the dude likes it, because you know this sucker's not going to, it's too late to fix anything too stupid. Now, with all that said, Brent, it's time to spin the wheel, make a little deal. What do you got for us this week, my friend? You know, ah. Uh... We traded out a little bit of the old Retro Rewind, and we've got Microprose game. Microprose, that's our throwback back, this week. Back on, the, back on the wheel. All right, and we've got a chat choice in there, so people in the chat room, get ready. You may be called upon by your emperor. Go! Would you go 
Gotta fix the. Now you fix it, just spin the wheel. A mighty spin. That's more than I would have expected from the dude, I'll be honest. Yeah, the wheel, it really ties the show together. Uh-huh. What do you got there? Oh, brother. What do we got? Spell too hot for YouTube. It is time for a little too hot for YouTube. From John Boat of Karshaw? That is that correct. Means? Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. What does that mean, the brand? It means we will be playing games that are of the risque nature. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean sexy time games. It could be ultraviolet games, rude games. But what's too hot for YouTube? That's it. I mean, we got kicked off YouTube one time. Are we too hot for YouTube? I'm just saying. It was on this show, too. We're, so we're going to play super sexy no. or super violent games that YouTube will not allow. That's How right. How are going to show the show? We didn't really think this one through, did we? We brand? will ask John. Yeah. I've already got a couple in mind. I do, too. Because I like a little bit of a salacious, sexy action, as you know. Listen, I wear this full time, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that'll be a lot of fun, Caligula style. Uh, hey, we want to uh, thank everyone who uh, popped in to check us out live. We appreciate you all for getting up early on a Sunday morning. Uh, I want to thank everyone who uh, participated in Conversations from the Dark Side. Our Halloween spooktacular from Friday. Had a lot of fun on there, uh, the Brent, along with you and uh, John Bodokarshaw, and of course the co-host Jack Black. Had a good time on there. So that'll be coming up soon if you want to watch it uh, for all your holiday Halloween needs. Uh, Brent, coming up in the not-too-distant future, uh, you know what time it is. It's our next big event, and it's ARGs, really our only big event of the year. Uh, but it will be a little thing we like to call Thanks for Giving Marathon happening November 25th, starting 9 a.m. Uh, we will be getting together and we'll be playing games for many, many hours, probably right up until we start uh, Amigos that day. So usually that's about eight hours of gameplay action. I mean, myself, the Brent, we'll be spinning the wheel and playing games uh, that uh, come off the wheel. We'll almost you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've decided this year... No, as uh -huh. something a little different. You see how this thing works. He just decides, and then I'm subjugated. I'm the emperor here. We are going to put game types on the wheel. All and right. we're going to spin those bad boys up to see what we get. Like what? Shooters, platformers, sports games, oh, action see. games, role-playing, so strategy. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. What about sexy games? Sexy mm. games. With a particularly handsome emperor, for example. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Again, that will be the day after Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. If you're not in the U.S., it's the 25th of November, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, we can uh, give everyone a, uh, uh, a hearty Happy Halloween. We hope you enjoy yourselves during the big holiday. And anything you'd like to add? Absolutely. I want to welcome our newest Patreon, Richard. Uh, that's that's too revealing. Let's just call him Mr. Smith. And uh, although he's not a part of the video this week, we will get him into the supporter Can video next week. his first and last name? The dude is dumb. We're out the door, everybody. Have a happy Halloween, and we will catch you guys next week. Go forward and be productive for your emperor. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Devin Styles for our vector style graphics and Bartbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlet 17, Laron Garut, Templar Mar, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalogy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, O'Raw, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Graham, W. Vetke, Dave, Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmason, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Kajako 6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo, and L. 
the slow Norris, Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name caught out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com.